future is made of our roots. Very often you think that the, the people in different countries that they are so different that we can't come together, but nothing could be more wrong than, than uh, this uh, assumption. We uh, wanted to uh, show that you can work together over the borders, over the generations, over different traditions. Welcome back to the Turnaround Podcast, where we uplift stories of women and non-binary people in jazz near and far. From our home in Washington, D.C., I am Jessica Boykin-Settles. Today, I will be introducing our lovely guests. Yes, we have two friends joining us today. Biggie Vinkalo is a saxophonist, flutist, and composer, currently based in Sweden. Biggie's illustrious career stretches across continents and genres. In addition to her musical career in Europe, she has long been a vital part of the Washington women in jazz community and has also spent time living in Oakland, California. In the debut issue of the Turnaround magazine, Biggie interviewed Indian musician Madhuri Jagadish about her work blending Indian classical music and Western improvisational traditions. What's more, Biggie just released an album on our label, Strange Woman Records, with our other guest, Amy Melissa Reed. Reed is a multi-instrumentalist and composer based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Like Biggie, Amy Reed's musical palette draws from an ever-expanding well of cultural and artistic traditions. Amy has been instrumental in cultivating spaces for artists in Sacramento, and they also contributed artwork to our first issue of the magazine. Their piece for the magazine, entitled Cedar Smoke, shares a title with a collaborative album that Biggie, Amy Reed, and Peter Uskala released November 2nd on Strange Woman Records. Today's conversation features Amy and Biggie talking about the creation of that album and unpacking their shared backgrounds. Everything from stories of past gigs to memories of the Washington Women in Jazz Festival to creating spaces that emphasize inclusivity and gender equity in jazz. We're now joined by my co-host, Amy K. Bormitt. Hey, Jazz. Hey, Amy. I'm sure, uh, you know, this is a very exciting interview for me because Biggie and Amy have both been two of my favorite people to play with um, in California and also in Europe. And I have this secret dream to have a band of Amy's where it's Amy Reed and DC's favorite bassist, Amy Shook, <laughs> and me um, playing together. And we just have a band of Amy's. So, Ooh, you know. Remember that pizza place? It was called yes, two it Amy's. It was called two Amy's. Okay, the three Amy's. Three Amy's. And we'll get a gig at two Amy's. Gotta do it. And it'll be five Amy's. Gotta do it. It's all coming together. <laughs> Oh man, so Biggie, you're, you're uh, Amy, you're in California, and Biggie, you're in Sweden, mm. and we're all through the magic of the internet talking together. I am so grateful that Biggie and I met um, in I think 2014, 2015, 2015. Mm. Um, 15, yeah, 2015. Yeah, 15. Um, when when you came here for the Washington Women in Jazz Festival. Um, do you want to talk about that and, and your experience um, being a part of the festival here and, and traveling to D.C.? Had, had you been here before? I'd never been uh, before, but, but I first met you in Sweden. Yeah, um, so that was 2014, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, wonderful. Uh, uh, it was someone uh, at the regional cultural department who had put together a, a group of uh, six women, I was the eldest one, and yeah, <clears throat> the other ones, the other five, they were all friends. I was not really part of that. But then uh, you came with your group, and we should have a residency together, and everybody should uh, play together or do things together. But uh, I was the only one who went to you. <laughs> who wanted to play with to my man? man. Yeah, my, my people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that that was great because um, yeah, uh, it it resu the result was that uh, you and Tina Raymond and I that we made uh, the Herald Trio, and yeah. that we later played together in Washington also with uh, Karen. So yeah, 
that, that was really great. That was uh, that was the beginning of a long, uh, long, uh, long story. And I was in California. I always came uh, to Los Angeles also, and uh, yeah, we we did a lot of music, but we did also a lot of talking and walking and secondhand stores. <laughs> so life, life, yeah, um, living life, and I think that's important. And that's what is what what I really love about both of you—the openness to, uh, yeah, that music is part of life, and uh, that is why I like to improvise because improvisation is like life. Maybe, maybe you know where you start, but you that you have an idea where you want to go, but do you really go there? You don't know <laughs> if that is happening or something else comes in between, and that's fine. You have to adapt, and you have to. Uh, work with the tools that you have uh, at a given moment and that that is that is uh, very important and uh, <clears throat> i also like the openness to all kinds of of art uh, together with some friends in uh, sweden we have had a festival for it was going on for 10 years and i worked at the at the biggest art um uh gallery in Gothenburg for also for 10 years. We worked always to bring together poets and dancers and uh, sculptures and visual artists. And the youngest were 80 years old and the oldest were 80 years. And men and women, I, I found that always so enriching because uh, you get different kinds of energies, different kinds of perspectives, and then the people came from different countries also. You get so many different things together and you you show that you can uh, live together and that you can uh, have exchange and communication instead of war. I, I think that is uh, a very important aspect. You can say, oh, you only play music, but it's not only playing music. It's uh, very... For me, it's very political. Um, yeah. And that is why we also have this uh, organization that's called Taluna. And it's the idea is uh, empowerment through culture and education. So that is really very important for me. Um, and <coughs> as it is, and it has been like this since the uh, late seventies is that we are still working to empower uh, empower women so that they have control over their life and over what is happening. And yeah, so for me, uh, music is is really just a, a a part of it of life. Therefore, it's so important when we meet that we also live life, not only only playing. But that we also go on walks or meet other people or make food together, everything that brings some nourishment um, is very important so that you can uh, send out uh, more energy to more people. And the more people we are in different places, um, the more resonance it will give also. We don't see it in the first place, but it's happening. Yeah. That's so. And coming to DC, that was has always been a wonderful experience. I really cherish <laughs> uh, the the time that we had in Washington, and I cherish the time we had in Los Angeles <laughs> and other places. So I really hope it will happen again. Absolutely, yeah. We had such a um, the you know the very first concert that we did. Um, we didn't play together. We each had separate separate bands, and and mm. you were working with with a band of, of musicians from Sweden that came and played at the uh, at the House of Sweden, the Swedish Embassy in DC. Mm. And I remember that week it it snowed, and we had to cancel. I had set up all of these school appearances mm. for y'all um, to to play for uh, Montgomery College students and Howard University students and Duke Ellington students and. Uh, and it snowed and they all got canceled, but it was like barely, you know, it was like an inch and a half, but we don't really have snow plows. We don't really have a lot of salt <laughs> on the street. 
And so I had all these Swedish people just looking at me like, why is it canceled? What, are, yeah. what is happening? So I, at the time I was, yeah, I wasn't true. living, I, yeah, I wasn't even living in, in DC. I was living in LA. So everybody, I invited everybody to my mother's house in a snowstorm and we just played some music uh, in the house, uh, like as, as a consolation. And I, I, I do think that, that, um, that was so, so special to me to be able to have that moment in the midst of, uh, running a festival in the midst of playing all this music and setting all these things up, um, that everyone could come over and eat food, eat, you know, with my mother <laughs> and, and, yeah, uh, that hang out. Yeah. And I, I think so much, so much happens with, um, when you're collaborating with a, a person, when you're developing a relationship with a person that translates into the music, just as you said, and both of you have been um, so uh, inclusive and warm about generating community around you um, and, and creating, creating new spaces and carving out spaces um, within the community. And that's something that really resonates with me because that's, that's a big part of why I started Washington Women in Jazz Fest. Um, I was thinking of other performances that we had, Biggie. Um, we did a, a concert at, at Bowie State that I, I really enjoyed. Um, at Bowie yeah, State that was nice. That was a good one. And uh, with uh, with Sarah Hughes and Corinne Chapdelaine and Savannah Harris on drums. Oh, Yeah. Um, and she she drove down and she was all harried from driving down from New York with her drum set and, and setting everything up. Um, Saving. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, uh, yeah, but we had a great time and, and we made it. Yeah, we made absolutely. It yeah. Uh, we went up to uh, Baltimore also one time, huh? We played with Yeah. Uh, well, that was also very special. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we did a during the festival. We did like a, a a secret jaunt to Baltimore and did like a mini Baltimore women jazz mm. hang. That was super fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just remembering when you're all talking about this about just just the Herald Trio coming up to Gold Lion Arts and what an incredible experience that was because that was so I didn't know what to expect and you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then to see Amy, literally, you know, there's moments you never forget when it comes to music. You know, just to see Amy sit on the uh, practice piano we had for our, the piano students that were coming through there. <laughs> Anyhow, and just sing. Oh, my goodness. I was just, you know, I just, you know, I'm a guitar player. I improvise with guitar and that's how I came into the scene is I, I, I grabbed my guitar and I just entered and, and, and played and, and from that perspective, but I've always been a singer also. So I realized, I kept realizing that every time I encounter, like I say, every time I speak, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like Nima sang, you know, and it brought tears to my eyes, probably also the mother daughter relationship there and just watching that um grow uh, seeing what that seeing the the power of that like seeing that and then like you one of your when you sang and just your voice is so incredible and and um you know when you 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 recited one of my favorite poets you know Gwendolyn Brooks and and I just thought you know you just go ah I don't know what it is you know I mean for me it, it was um creating also creating an educational space for myself you know and alert a, a school you know a real a school for myself you know and and realizing you know to be able to encounter these incredible moments that remind you oh you know you're a singer you know you say you're gonna bring that you're a singer too you know and that's what you just you're so moved by it yeah which has taken a lot longer to come into the picture as a singing and the voice, but it's there. It's, it's, it's finally more there. And I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you just, there's things that just change you. And then you walk up to the go, I'm going to walk up to that person because they're super open and warm and things happen really quickly. And I guess I'm so dwelling on the, on the fact of how important it is to be in proximity with each other and to see music and hear music and hear, see art and hear art and just, whew. So important. 
for what happens next. Yeah, you're too far away. You have to move closer. <laughs> I'm very much in the middle, no, so you're, you're all invited all the time. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, I was lucky enough to have both of you here at the same time um, for the festival and that was that was a real treat that that was a complete luck out moment um for me and that year was especially insane i was doing all sorts of things like having three concerts on one day and yeah i remember that <laughs> <laughs> just running around yes well i got to see yeah. shanna tucker shanna tucker right speaking of singing yeah. that is really fantastic music and play also so much happening yeah, so i i know we um one one of the shows that was really special to me was the show that we did at Georgetown University. Oh uh, yeah, the, the way that that show came together. Um, I think Biggie, you had met some of the Californian artists that I had, um, mm -hmm. classical musicians that I had there. Yeah. Um, so I had Alex Rosales Garcia. He, he plays bassoon. He was playing bassoon, and Isabel Escalante, and we had an ensemble together. Um, in LA and I had invited them to perform uh, at the festival, some of the compositions that I had written for them. But then I was like, wait, Biggie's gonna be here and Amy's gonna be here. And what happens if I put them on stage with these this classical notated music? Um, and, you know, we had, they were supposed to, we were going to rehearse classic, you know, rehearse before the gig, right before the gig, everybody comes into town and we rehearse and they were running late and, yeah, yeah. you know, it's Georgetown, so you can't park anywhere. And um, so, but the, eventually they made it. I just wondered what stuck out um, in y'all, in y'all's minds about that particular concert, because my memories of it are so vivid. And um, well, Biggie yes. pulled out their com their notated compositions that I'd never seen before because we know we just improvised together. <laughs> Biggie pulled out the compositions and made boom, it happen. There we were. Oh, well, we did it, and everybody was happy on stage and in the audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the most important. Yeah, I think all three of us we go through. Um, we go through life playing music with whoever we can find around us. <laughs> and so that's one of those situations where I think like that combination of people will never play again. <laughs> I don't, I don't see it happening. No, it's true. And well, but it uh, just, just reminded me of, it reminds me of how, hum, how, um, just how mm -hmm. gracious musicians are with each other and how, yeah, yeah we make space for each other. Uh, if you would not be no, living so far from very each other, I'm sure we would have so. continued. I because agree. Because that was uh, it was very special, and uh, yeah. yeah, we found so many special yeah. spaces uh, for yeah. each other, and was so supportive of what everybody everybody did. And even though it went in so many different directions, it all came together yeah. all the time. So that is really special. But uh, yeah, yeah. Play with people and then they disappear yeah. again. Mm. So. But the energy is left, so that's that's important. That you can build on it. Mm -hmm. And you never know when you will run into each other again. You know, I mean, when you'll be in Mexico City and be like, let's "Hey, let's make it happen. Let's do it." You know, or Oaxaca. Let's do it, or LA. You know, because we can. We know we can, and and we know how fun it is, and we know we can trust on trust each other to um yeah to support each other through and 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 to find to find something new you know together. I think is really important. How did you get into uh, playing improvised music? I think I always did that. I always improvised. <laughs> So I studied classical flute and improvised at the same time. It's, uh, it's really part of, uh, of me forever. So I can't say I did, I didn't go to any school to learn, but I did that from the beginning. Natural. As a teen, as a teenager already. 
<laughs> yeah. What about you, Amy? Yeah. yeah, well, I love that. You know, it's just really a way through to, it's a way through um, surviving so many things. And then when you encounter, when you encounter it, however that is in life in terms of music, music, musical world of improvisation, we might call that, um, you, you, you know it when you see it, you know, you go, ah, this is it. You know, this is how I've been taught to survive. And this is something that I can, I find myself in. Yeah. Yeah. I can find myself here. I can, I can get into this. Yeah. And it's a great gift. It's a great honor to be able to find communities. And that's just one that, one that I found, I was able to find Mm -hmm. in a time when it was very, very rich. So how did the two of you, where was your first project? Oh, that was in California. We met uh, for the first time in California, where I have lived uh, part-time for 20 years. It's a long time. <laughs> um, uh, Amy uh, ran a series, Mars series in Sacramento. I played there, and then I said, why, why don't we play together also? And then <clears throat> we had sometimes some uh, women groups, like there was uh, Virginia Matthew and Robert Bickett, and then I was uh, Thea Fahadian and uh, Gabi, and so many uh, other women, so women who came through that we tried to uh, connect with. I think I first saw Biggie play. I had heard of Biggie. I had been, I had been told about Biggie, and then I, <laughs> I heard, didn't know that <laughs> heard of Biggie. You know, because I, I and then I finally listened to Biggie's trio, Moonpig trio. Um, and also with Nima Vinkolo, um, Nima, her daughter sang, um, with the Mooncake Trio at Berkeley Arts Festival space. And that was a really strong space in Berkeley that was being so much music was coming through there. So that was a really inspiring, strong space that music was happening, you know, improvisation. Yeah, those are the spaces that we get we get our education from, you know. And that was very moving. That's when I went up to Biggie and we started working together after that. So, Amy, your we talked about uh, your your Ma series was mentioned, and how did that come about, and and what's the the significance behind the the name and the project? I think Ma series might have started in in around two thousand twelve and two thousand thirteen. It originally started in a space that I was um, working at, and it was a really lively venue in Sacramento. And I was I had been offered um, some work there because they also um, it was a retail space, but they also had food and and the concept was art and food and and um, music, you know. And it, and uh, it was a lively space, and so I was kind of brought into it. And I thought, oh, I've got to bring. I've got to bring the music here. This would be perfect space to bring the music here. And I, I finally got a night to do it. And I thought, okay, I, I have to bring something really important. Um, and so I really thought about it. Like what, cause, cause this is a great space for, for what I've been a part of, you know, in terms of improvised music and been able to see and be a part of so far, you know, um, this is going to be a beautiful venue and people are going to come and see this music, you know, and, and, uh, they're going to love it. And, um, <clears throat> I got a night and I thought I have to make this really special. So I started focusing on, on, um, yeah, I fo- focused on women, women composers, women, uh, female identifying artists. And what, 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 what would that do? There were so many I wanted to reach out to, you know, in between the Bay area in Sacramento and up and down the coast, West Coast. And I thought, oh, it's gonna be so great to see what they want to do, what they're what they're doing right now and to connect and communicate with them and to expand this um community and network and offer them this space. Uh, they're gonna love it. And then that place closed down like boom, like that year, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that that next month. It was just yeah. like, oh, we're mm-hmm. shuddering. And everyone was really sad about mm. it. But during that time of liveliness of a few, you know, so much happening, it was a great concept. 
that these uh, two uh, women had in in, um, in um, Sacramento, that we all came together, you know, and in that coming together, we there was a a concept of having our own space, you know, as improvisers, as educators, as community activists, artists, all these, you know, as the community of Sacramento. Um, said, you know, we need to come together. And so I said, let's do it. And so at that time at that place, we opened Goldline Arts. And that was Ross Hammond that took the, 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 the lead on that. And, um, and, uh, I was full part of, um, that space since it opened and the collective energies of that space. And, and together, um, Ross Hammond being someone that had put on the In the Flow Festival in Sacramento for many years that just brought an incredible amount of people to Sacramento in such an abundant way and and throughout the city in different venues and poets and artists together and a great relationship with the L.A. improvised music scene. Like that was just a really powerful time also in Sacramento when the In the Flow Festival was there. And um, so... That was all that energy went into our Gold Lion art space. And so that's when the series became really serious and just kind of really open to being able to, you know, not have so many people's agendas at, or so many people you're working with or so many people thinking, oh, it has to, we have to put, you know, it has to make money. Okay. You know, you're in a retail space. Oh, it has to make money. What's going to, what's your audience? All those questions went away because we finally had our own space. We knew what our intention was and that was to support music that we loved and the people um would come to uh, support that because that's who we are as artists uh, across this 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 globally and internationally so it's that's so interesting how there's there's always been a diff- difficult dialogue between the, those commercial spaces and our, our spaces as artists yeah Wow. And so that was, a- that happened for um, so many years. And in 2018, we actually created um, what is Moss Series Arts now, which is a, a platform of support for artists who have always historically been um, o- overlooked in terms of funding and in terms of um, greater funding and, and support. So the conversations that happened and also the conversations around what is a, you know, a, a woman, you know, woman and artist and, you know, woman and composer and woman identifying and, you know, who is a part of this community. And it's really with the intention of the well-being of all community and the well-being of all our all our um, hearts. And so that was just a really those conversations were so important. and that learning was so important about how to steward and hold and care for and really spiritually a spiritual space you know the spiritual heart of of that kind of space just watch that grow as and and, and as people stepped in to be a part of it recognizing what we were doing there in terms of just um healing healing our our community through art and music and culture and <clears throat> Yeah, and so that's that's taken us to to another place, um, even though that space is closed. Wow, yeah, I know you you have uh, such a a wonderful breadth of of creativity, and and you are inspired a lot by the work you do with visual art. Um, what you know, what sort of connections have you made using your using your visual art as part of your uh, music? performance and and those types of things well you know i always wanted it to be always a part you know always wanted dance movement um i always saw the the relationship between you know dance movement song voice sound um improvise you know and and the way that can integrate the way improvised music integrates into that um, world together. You know, I saw like the potential for words, poets, you know, I always heard the musicality and poetry, you know, I just was just like, this can all come together. But as you steward, as you invite people and in steward space, you know, it, it's, it's not what you want. It's what 
it's what the people who come to bring their work um, are invited to come and present what it is they're working on, what they'd like to work on, who would, who they would like to work with. I'm not trying to ask them to, uh, I wasn't trying to ask them, I wasn't trying to be a booker and saying, I want this act, you know. I was really wanting them to bring um, that other part that we don't always get to, we don't always get asked about. Yeah, and so, you know, it's just a, so things then when that happens, things happen organic, you know, that word organically, things happen with through relationship and that takes a, it takes longer and uh, that's important, you know, and here we are in 2023 and I finally went to visit Biggie and Biggie had a really important project they can talk about that they were working on. And I don't know, it's just, I'm reflecting on it right now a little bit differently than than ever you know it's just as we mature and realize that these circles continue to come back to around with each other and these these experiences that we that we kind of knew with our with our remembering body you know that we go oh this is it right when we talk about like stepping into a space where free music is happening, free is happening, freedom is happening, liberation is happening. Uh, it's, you know, a beauty of exchange is happening on, on a, in a space, you in a place where you just feel it and you feel like you can be a part of it and you are a part of it already, you know? So anyways, just reflecting on, on what that is and, a lifetime, our short lifetime on this earth is, you know, and then that, and I really wanted to talk about how important intergenerationality is in that kind of work and why that's so important. You know, that seeing ourselves, seeing each other, you know, it through the spectrum of, of a lifetime of constantly, of constant change and transformation and, being older and being younger, you know, all through, all throughout it, you know, I felt a lot older at other times in my life than I do now, you know, and it's like being able to have those conversations. Wow. Yeah. And so I love Biggie so much. We all do. And that's a big part of it, you know, is valuing, valuing um, Biggie's experience. Um, and then, like you said, we'll go on and talk about more because I got to go to Sweden, visit Sweden. And, and and visit a world and a land and, and the people that um, Biggie, you know, is a big part of. Yeah. This is an album that went through, um, that was created after Biggie and I did so much walking. And so at first, you know, really we were thinking of it as a, a place of the of the of the of, the, of, of places that we had walked through and stories that were told. So it was very much a, you know the storytelling of these walks that we would take through Gothenburg and the forests, you know, in the in the oceans and the rivers. So that was an important aspect of the of the of the relationship between the, the music and the experience. Yeah. I I wanted to say two words about the project that we have here in Sweden. That I, uh, yeah, that I made, created together with Annika Turnquist, bassist of uh, NAP Trio. <laughs> so it's called Women and Roots. And uh, the idea was that NAP Trio invites uh, um, women from different cultures, from different places, and it turned out it was from three different continents. <laughs> Who have um, roots in uh, in uh, indigenous or very, uh, traditional traditional ways in their country? So uh, Amy was the first one who came, and then uh, together with Amy, when we performed, we had a woman who has roots uh, as a Sami person and. Uh, <coughs> We thought that was very interesting because it's uh, important to uh, remember that we have roots. We cannot only look in the future, but we, we have to figure out uh, what the future is made of. And the future is made of our roots. 
and we have to be conscious about that and work with that so that we can uh, um, create a flow of energy. And uh, uh, very often you think that the, the people in different countries that are so different that we can't come together, but nothing could be uh, be more wrong than, than uh, this uh, assumption because uh, we wanted to show, we wanted to uh, to do this project because we uh, wanted to uh, show that you can work together over the borders, over the generations, over different traditions, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, and especially in the world today when people are migrating more than in the past hundred years. There have always been a lot of people migrating, but uh, I think it, it has it has taken totally new proportions, uh, both in uh, the US and in Europe. So, and the second uh, uh, part of Women and Roots was with uh, Indian musicians, three singers, one that is more in the jazz tradition, Maduri, whom I interviewed for Turnaround. Yeah. And then uh, Mithili, who sings in the uh, Hindustani, in Kanati, in Kanata, Kanataka tradition, South Indian tradition, classical. And Jatavida, who uh, sings uh, in Hindustani tradition. So that was really very interesting to uh, put that together when there was a guitar player in Vanya Hall. I don't know if you met Vanya Hall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> she was also part of this. Uh, yeah, and the th third um, part should be with uh, Sibongile Anabuda from from South Africa, who's bassist and activist and pedagogue and organizer, arranger, composer, all at once. So I think she's uh, she's a good addition to uh, to this group of uh, musicians all over the world. Definitely. You mentioned Vanya and, and um, we played a concert with her and uh, Maggie Haspatcher, the bassist. That's true. Yeah, we did that. Yes. Yeah. It was such a, it was such a great concert in Sweden. And, yeah. Um, and Vanya told me that she performed at the Kansas City Women in Jazz Festival, which was the first Women in Jazz Festival um, that I know of, uh, you know, a major ah, yeah. festival. In Kansas City in the in the seventies and the eighties, and and she went and performed there. Um, yeah, so that's that true. A really cool connection too. So I wanted to talk about um, this new album that's coming out that the two of you are uh, are doing together um, with Peter Ruscala and how how that came about. <laughs> yeah, well, that came about through the project that Biggie was talking about. Biggie, through our conversations, invited invited me to come and intuitively Anika and Biggie had brought in um, Gaia who like, like Biggie said was a pop, is a pop singer. Wonderful, wonderful yeah. song, singer, songwriter and pop singer, like powerhouse, like really great. Um, and has toured the States and hope comes back. Um, but really uh, the connection there was uh is i think i think maybe the intuition of bringing gaia on on board with our group is um was it was wonderful to meet to meet her because um yeah she's so connected to who she is you know and in, in mm -hmm. the and completely mm -hmm. complete completely complete with that and on that journey of you know protecting the forests and protecting um that important part of um, of who she is and who we mm. are, um, and so uh, that was so beautiful to meet to meet Gaia and and as a contemporary artist, you know, we're not we are not as an, as uh, as native folks to 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 our to our lands, you know, um, me here in Turtle Island, which Gaia had spent has spent a lot of time. Um, uh, on Turtle Island, um, so uh, kind of finding finding her way um, back home because sometimes we go really far to find our way, to find um, to find our way back home. You know, as one uh, per, one mentor put it recently to me, 
um, you know, I had just been, I had really been working on, on, on language, on my maternal language, uh, roots, you know, and that was very healing to me, you know, and I was sharing that with Vivi. So when I came over there and we're talking about roots, which actually that first, um, the song we're going to share is called Nahua Toha is, um, that, that Nawa is root in Yaqui language, you know, and uh, which is a language from the Sonoran, indigenous language from the Sonoran deserts, uh, one of them. And uh, it's an expression that says, get it, you know, so hey, get it, you know, but that, that comes from the joy of that expression comes from the root, you know, and, and that com completeness, you know, of, um, of the root yeah so that's really important to me we had several wonderful shows in in um together and we rehearsed together and we found the improvisation that is in all, all our music all our traditional music uh we found that improvisation together really quickly and also worked with uh structured uh guys structured pop songs that you know structured structured in pop way and and um biggie did wonderful arrangements of um just poem, poetry I had been working with. I hadn't really seen them as songs yet. So it brought me to uh, singing, singing those words. And then how this album started to be, uh, become created is I spent that month, um, with, over a month with Biggie and um, uh, Peter Uskala would come to practice out at the farm every Sunday. Biggie can talk about that, how that comes up, but he, he would come and practice on Sundays drums from Gothenburg because we were on the countryside and um, by train. So we would eat and meet each other and immediately um, began to uh, invited to play together in, in, in music that I was more familiar with um, in terms of just improvisation. And I had brought my guitar with me and my new guitar from birth, you know, from Subway guitars in Berkeley, and I was like ready, ready for this new time that just continued to not really has continued, you know, at that point to really feel like it hadn't come back yet or come or come to any place yet of of understand the way I could understand, you know. And so it was like the first time to really like go, oh, this music is still so alive here with me i'm a part of it it felt so rich to play on those sundays and eat eat wonderful food and talk about what you know just all the concerns and it, it, you know, the loving concerns on our heart in terms of the world going forward after all all we have been through through pandemic through all uh, things because of the pandemic music as a whole, getting together as a whole. Is there any music to, you know, what 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 music would be important to create at this time? Um, mm. Like Biggie said, the politics of the time, you know, the direction of the world at this time, you know, what, what, <laughs> what we were or weren't doing or were hoping to do at this time, you know, it's just such, I mean, it's still winter. And we ended up playing every Sunday and that just untangled the, that, 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 um, that ball, that yarn, the root, you know, untangled the root of, of questions into just so much like beautiful clarity and, and joy that came through the music, just came from the music us playing together. It really did really beautiful experience. And we went in to record. Before I left, I said, this is important. We've got to record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Biggie, I, I know that we've been talking a lot about spaces and creating spaces. And, um, you know, you've moved into this this new space, uh, this new home, and, and you've been able to record and, and practice. Um, how has that, you know, affected you or has it affected you? Or how does that impact the, the recording um, and the the space that you have available for people to to come and, and visit you and spend time making music with you. Uh, I mean that's a wonderful vision. We have had uh, 
uh, since the beginning of the year, we had uh, visitors from Germany, from Mexico, from the US, from uh, India. Um, uh, that's that's wonderful. It's um, we wanted to create a space for sharing and coming together. Um, yeah, and. Uh, it will be a space like that, but it's uh, a lot of work to put everything together. <laughs> so it will take a little bit more time. So, But under the way, we can do smaller things. And small things are also important because big things are done, uh, are composite of small things. So it's okay. <laughs> it's about not doing too much also. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Anyhow, <clears throat> anyhow, the buildings and the, the architecture and the, um, and all this around here puts already a limit to what you can do, of course. I mean, I have been teaching all summer long at this workshop with uh, seniors. Um, yeah, and they really like it and they always go with a big smile from here. So that's nice. I like that. I really like that. Diggy, have they been coming to your farm to to do the workshops? Or do you go? Uh, uh, ten times I went to the to the other place where we have performed in Bepa. Yeah. Because that's a tradition there. But uh, they came already two times here. Yeah. And that was uh, like uh, playing. For four hours and also eating Wonderful. and talking, so that is really great. So <clears throat> uh, we did that twice, and then I said, "When is the next time?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's nice. It's happening. Yeah, slowly but uh, surely. Beautiful. Well, um, Biggie, is there anything you wanted to say about? what we're going to hear, uh, the song we're going to hear. Yeah, I can say something about the music. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, Peter comes comes here because uh, he lives in an apartment in Gothenburg and he can't play the drums there. So whenever he feels, there's a beautiful handcrafted drum set that he bought a long time ago. It's set up so he can just come with the sticks, sit down and play. That's what he he did. And he did that also when Amy was here. And then I said to him, you know what? You and Amy, you should really play together. You would really like it. It would be good. Yeah, but he said, uh, I don't know. So, I, yeah, I will tell Amy to go over. And then you just do it. And then I did. <laughs> and then Peter was yet really happy about it. As he said, that is the music that he had always dreamt of uh, playing, but that he had troubles to find people. I mean, you really, we were thinking about doing a duo recording, but then he said, oh, let's make a trio recording instead. So that's what we did. And uh, we wanted to use yucky titles. It's not to be cool, absolutely not. It was to create the the um, connection with uh, roots um, because okay Peter and I we live in Sweden but uh, we are not uh, we have Swedish passports but we come from other places too um, and it's a lot about uh, migration and also finding uh, roots Peter is from Estonia, but she, uh, he, he spoke only Estonian for the first six years of his life. And then he, because his parents talked to him in Estonian only. And then he came to school and then he started to uh, speak Swedish. But he was born as a Russian, as a citizen of the Soviet Union. But so it was difficult for the parents to get uh, papers, paperwork done in Sweden. It took many years. So the story, uh, the history is coming again and again. It's like in cycles. It always comes again. Um, 
and part of my family uh, comes from a part that is uh, belongs to Poland today. So I don't really know about these hoops or what was happening, where people come from. So the thing that was tangible, that you could, uh, the most tangible, <laughs> were actually Amy's roots with the Sonorian Desert and with the Yaki language. That is why the titles are in, uh, in Yaki. It's to uh, make, yeah, to... <coughs> To, to, uh, to document that, that there are roots and to make people curious about why are those things in, uh, in Yaki, to make people talk about it and think about it. And then maybe uh, make uh, the link or the connection to their own roots, think about it. Because then we find out that they all belong together in the end. Because... You don't come from the place that you think you come from. You come maybe from somewhere else. Who knows? But that's fine. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, y'all. That's all I got. That's, that was all my questions. I think that'll be so beautiful. We have so much so much good stuff. And um, thank you guys for, for, for being a part of this. And I'm excited to play the music and have the record coming out. And... It's all happening. We were so grateful to have Amy and Biggie join us to discuss their new album. More information on Biggie Vinkalo can be found at her website, biggievinkalo.org. Information on Amy Melissa Reed's projects, including Ma Series Arts, can be found at their website, sites.google.com slash Reed. Both sites will be linked in the show notes along with our website, strangewomanrecords.com, where Biggie and Amy's new record, Cedar Smoke, is now available for purchase. For this month's musical selection, Biggie and Amy offer us the first track from that new record, entitled Nawa Toha, which translates to Get It.
Thanks again for listening to the Turnaround Podcast. Tune in next month for our conversation with Angel Bethay, one of the most in-demand drummers on DC's jazz scene. Oh, she's one of my absolute favorite drummers and people. She's the best. I've known her since she was just a little, a wee drummer at 14 years old. A wee lass. <laughs> Lassie. <laughs> the Turnaround is hosted in Washington, D.C. by Amy K. Bormitt and me. Jessica Boykin Settles. Amy K. Bormitt is our executive producer. Lila Maisto is our managing editor. Our theme music was written by Amy K. Bormitt and performed with Angel Bethay and Karen Shapdeling. Graziella Gulli and Ella Manners are our interns. The interview material in this podcast was made possible in part by funding from the Humanities DC Community Culture and Heritage Grant. This has been a production of Strange Woman Records. For more information on our new releases and upcoming events, visit our website at www.strangewomanrecords.com.